English Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer, and today I'm in Barcelona speaking with Carolina Grau, an independent curator from Barcelona who's presented projects in London, Madrid, Lisbon, Sao Paulo, and Paris, among other places. And we're going to be talking about the role of the independent curator in the contemporary art world, which is problematic, we both know. Carolina, being an independent curator takes a certain kind of energy and ability. How have you shaped your identity as an independent curator? Well, mainly I, I went to London and I did an MA in curating. And from there, I worked for several years for major artists like Rachel White Reed or Juan Muñoz. And with Rachel, I used to help her to run the studio and all the big projects. And working for artists it gave you kind of an insight of the, of the curating when, for instance, in the case of Rachel, she had her solo show for the Guggenheim with a big commission, the Serpentine Gallery in London, or with Juan Muñoz, I helped with the touring show in America. And it gave you an insight, and from there I just became, uh, I started creating small shows in London, mainly in alternative spaces. That's what I was going to ask. What the context for your independent projects have been primarily independent alternative spaces. You start with small spaces and then one day someone from a museum contacts you and then you can move forward towards institutions. I have also done for commercial galleries. I mean, I have kind of covered now everything, I think, more or less. But um, you need to knock doors also yourself. But then one day it's like someone sees a small show and then they say, ah, this, this person perhaps is uh, interesting to offer um, to do a, um, a show in our museum because it's very difficult for independent creators to go inside the institutions as independent, yes. you know, like and leave this because there's always so many people already working there who wants to curate that it's always kind of difficult to go. It's inside. a challenge for the existing staff, people, curators. I know that. At least one of my friends that's a curator has been going through a program to learn how to be a director of a museum. And that seems to be a current trend. And you studied both business and art history, mm. both sides of it. I know it was useful to you because you were working with artists in that respect. You were able to use your business acumen. But do you see yourself... Becoming a director of a museum? I could become a director of a museum. You never know what will happen. But I don't think now there is a... In curating, or if you work for an artist, but in curating, if you do production, you need to know about budgets. You know, you need to know how to do, deal with resources, private sponsors. It's not just about choosing the artist, putting a theme and the project. You need to deal with a lot of things. Funding. Funding, and but also, you know, being responsible for the budget, because you want to know what is going on with everything. And I think, yes, people are kind of learning how you are supposed to do different things in curating. Also, one of the things I also have realized is that here in Spain, uh, when I have curated shows with the press, some institutions they make you to do, uh, they make you uh, to do a lot of uh, radio 
press conference, talks, and when you do your masters, no one teach you that. And then you suddenly dealing with um, press, education, then um, budget. I mean, you kind of cover everything in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think on the long run, in order to become a director, you are supposed to know a bit of everything. You cannot just only know about curating. You know, it becomes completely something very specific. I think those who become director, though, rather than be curator, they they lose a lot of their platform just necessarily by the business requirements of the position. It depends because if it's a small art center in the countryside, imagine in France, mm -hmm. you do the curating. You know, and the platform is a space. There's no question. You know, yeah. and you can have the residency. You deal with the money, of course, it burns. But I think only just surviving from curating is becoming harder. Yes, I believe you're right. <laughs> in 2010, you you completed a curatorial residency at, in Noisy-le-Sec in France and developed an exhibition. I was reading about it. Tell me about that experience. In Noisy-le-Sec is one of the um, neighborhoods of Paris, just at the outskirts, and it's an open application for curators. And that year there was a subject, and it was the city. Hmm. and the moving image. So I proposed an exhibition, well, kind of three artists, and I was pre-selected, and then there was an interview, and I was selected. And what it was very important for me, suddenly you were put in the context of a smaller center in Paris, and you need to be aware of the, the surroundings. And of course, the, the exhibition was about the city. So I did a lot of research of French artists, lots of studio visits, um, scene work, and then I kind of add some some artists. I mean, I did leave it a bit open so I could add some things while I was there. Were the artists all French artists? No, there were four, and there was one one French, one Polish, one German, and one American. The American was Amy Siegel, and and this art center is is known for new production and. If not, um, also one of the policies they have that for them is very important is that they need to present an artist that perhaps it can be well known abroad but has never never shown in France. And with the Polish artists and the German artists and the American, they were the first time they were having a kind of a proper installation shown in Paris. Beautiful. Were there other opportunities for you as a curator that sprang from that? curatorial project? I developed a lot of contacts. Um, I met lots of artists. And so far some things have gone along, but they have not crystallized yet. But I think it was for me a great opportunity. As an independent curator, I do recommend it to anyone to apply to this uh, open residency because it gives you suddenly the opportunity to see the art wall of one city, the structure, and also I was taking care, so I was invited to teach at the Ecole de Beaux-Arts. I was uh, invited to participate in a jury of the of the city of Paris, without being paid in that case, and I say, it just, it was a pleasure. You being, became part of the community. Yeah, and it's a pleasure, Sunny, of seeing so many artists, and you kind of think you know everything, and I have been going quite a lot to France before, but suddenly you kind of see a lot and see the, in the context 
That thing that is very important. Mm. And it opens your mind. And I think some things will come along, yeah, definitely. I was lucky to see your project that you curated, uh, Cosas or Things, with Martin Creed last month in Madrid. How did you discover Martin's work? Martin Creed, I met him the first time, just after I did my MA in London. I decided to stay one year doing an internship in one of the most important alternative spaces in London at the moment. There was Cubit Gallery. In Cubit Gallery, I worked for uh, nine months, and Martin Creed, it was the first time he was showing one weekend, and it was the first time he was showing in London, the lights gone on and off. That one. Yeah. And we met that weekend, and we became friends, and then I went to his studio. That was 96. And since then, we kept in touch. And when a museum in Spain, they approached me to offer me, two institutions in Spain, to offer me to do a solo show of a British artist. I thought Martin was the perfect choice as he had never had a solo show in Spain. Um, perhaps his type of work, you don't see it often in Spain. And I knew that there was a bit of a hunger to um, see an individual show of his work. And also, I think I was very interested to show how he combines um, playing with his band, the sculpture, the installation. He combines the multi-platform. The multi-platform. And how he kind of goes from suddenly doing a ballet to doing playing with the band, and then he does a sculpture. And, and I think that, for me, was very important to show it in Spain. I know his work has been controversial. He won some important prizes and people questioning without even seeing the work whether or not it's art. Yes, it's one of the things with Martin. The people will become or a fan or will hate it. One of the things I remember about being uh, the lights on and off in, in this alternative space in Cubit is that people would come to the space, everybody who came that weekend to see that work, um, they were from the art world. They were artists, curators, directors of museum. There were no one from the street. And they would come down. Some of people would come inside the room. Others would stay out and just leave after one second. And I think during the Turner Prize at, uh, at the Tate, he showed only the lights on and off. And one of the things that happened is that someone was so angry with the work that he just threw an egg. But... The installation is the whole room because by making the lights go on and off all the time, the, the space, the architecture becomes the installation. So he just was throwing the egg to nothing. So I think you always have that with Martin. You have kind of the age of people liking it or not. And I think it is very interesting to see people who become very aggressive and really scared by just thinking that uh, a work of art can be a ball of paper. Yes, that's... A very well-known piece of his work as well. Is this show, Things, Cosas, and Point of View, Point of View, reflective of your curatorial interests? Are there certain themes that interest you? I, I like to work with things perhaps that they are in between. I like a lot that. Whatever, if it's the sculpture, moving image, or painting. But no, I tend to have an open-minded I've been told by someone, by another curator, um, say, I don't know what you like. And I'm thinking, 
it would be a bit uh, sad to know already whatever I like. Mm -hmm. Like you are supposed to be very narrow in your curatorial choices. Right. And I think I like it to be a bit wider. Right. And I think I like to show more experimental artists, artists that are trying to open a new ways of working. Also, we are talking about two very specific exhibitions in an institution. True. And I think there you need to deal with the audience and the, and the context. That I always said. But one of my other projects I, I have is a small Biennale in a small village in the north of Barcelona. And the Biennale is just one weekend in summer. It starts Saturday and it ends on, on Sunday. And I do it with Mario Fletcher, the uh, editor of Untitled Magazine, who lives in London. And we started 10 years ago. We go to this village that Mario has his house. And we do always invite artists that they know that they need to produce our work with very few money and only it's going to last one weekend. And the Saturday night we always have a paella and rice at dinner with the town, with the people of the village who wants to join us and the artists. And I think there you try to be quite the opposite. It's like I have been told by artists I cannot make it and they, they will send you the, the work, the instructions and me as a curator I do the work and some things have come out very interesting. to Fresh Talk with Carolina Krau. Read more about Carolina and hear other podcasts in this series on freshartinternational.com. <laughs>